Hello there. Today on the show, we've got a lot going on. We've got the sign of the cross. We've also got, uh, because I didn't write my, my pre-show thing here, we've got why you should dress up for mass, <laughs> living our destiny, our picks of the week, and so much more. The Catholic Underground, we think, starts right now. I knew there was something I forgot to do. Silly I, father. Yeah, no. Anyway, uh, happy Easter, everybody. It's time for the CU Weekly. We're the podcast that tries to cut through the noise of the digital continent and bring you the topics that matter. It's episode number 367. I am Father Chris Decker. Joining me this week, your favorite, Kathleen Lee. She's a religion teacher at Archbishop Chappelle High School in Metairie. She's our locally sourced faith ninja. Yes, I am. Hi, Kathleen. Years of training. Hello. It's so good to be back. That's right. You've been typing up a storm uh, in your academic career. Yes. Mm-hmm. 3,000 plus words. Wow. Oh You're well on your way. I know. Almost done. I'm almost done with my first class. Yay. Of, ma- of master. I'll be master. You can now call me sensei master. Well, in oh. four, four years Oh, we're going to so, have to add that on to the... Mm-hmm. You're going to have a very long title. Yes. Nice it's going to be fantastic. Yeah. Olivia Galino <laughs> is the Associate Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Speaking of long titles. It's true, yeah. Hello, Olivia. Hello. Also, let's see. I suppose we need to go up to the Jeff Star One because we haven't done that in, in quite a while. Yeah. The technical director of the CU and commandant of the Jeff Star One Near Earth Orbit Satellite is the very appropriately named Jeff Blackwell. Well, thank you, Father. I mean, it has been a while. Glad to be here. That's right. <laughs> we put him in space. That's, in orbit. Yeah. That's right. You get like two birthdays in space, though, because you go around the Earth a lot. That's true. So, yeah. 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 Mm. I don't know uh, what the satellite is. Like, how many times do you orbit? Like, do you have like a birthday every. I don't know. I don't do science. You set the rules, Jeff. We wouldn't know any that's, better. That's exactly right. <laughs> right. Ed Ball's in the video cave, so if you happen to be watching our video and you like what you see, it's all Ed's fault. And we're glad, actually, that Ed is, is ready to be complicit in making good videos. Oh, yeah. so, there it is. Yeah. All righty. Well, uh, it is the Easter season, and um, one of the things that, that we often like to do whenever we, we coast into a new season, especially after a long time of Lent, is, uh, is talking about um, things that we as Catholics do every day and maybe kind of forget about, right? And so how about the most simple thing that we as Catholics do, the sign of the cross? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, oftentimes uh, as I'm standing there in, in the, the back of the church, you know, waiting in the uh, narthex to, to process in, mm-hmm. I like to watch the kids come in and, and first of all try to reach the font mm-hmm. and then dip their hand into the holy water. Yeah. And then their entire hand, their entire hand, the whole like <laughs> fist. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then they bring out a sea world quantity of water, you know, <laughs> and then to watch the attempts at the sign of the cross. Mm-hmm. And I must say that uh, that it has changed an awful lot. There used to be you know, just a standard sign of the cross. Mm-hmm. But now there are many different patterns that I think are non-standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I just I don't know starfish. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> All these strange. Yeah. You swipe, think that many of them. Around, just like Bleh. yeah, just <laughs> the face swipe. So so you'd think that that maybe some of them are Greek Orthodox and just not telling their parents, you know. <laughs> but they mm-hmm. well, especially because some of them do it multiple times because they're like, but it's different every time. Right. Mm-hmm. Diamond. I don't know. We'll just call it it. Yeah. And yet, for Catholics, for we who are Catholics, uh, making the sign of the cross is very natural, right? We we cross ourselves before we pray. Um, we cross ourselves at the beginning of the liturgy, so at Mass, or any of the other paraliturgies and things like that, like Vespers and uh, even, you know, the blessing of of boats and things like that. It all yeah. begins in the name of the, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Um, and, of course, we, we uh, as we just said, we make the sign of the cross and we bless ourselves with holy water as well. 
And there are a lot of good reasons that we should use the sign of the cross. Um, It's powerful because it marks us as children of God. In fact, if you think about the the gospel, um, or rather the the second reading, is a see what love the Father has bestowed on us Mm -hmm. in that we have been called children of God. Right? That's uh, from the first letter of John. And part of the way that we signify that is by signing ourselves with the sign of the cross. And uh, it also marks us as those who have thrown off the slavery of Satan. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good, a good way to put that. Mm-hmm. that. We have thrown off the slavery of Satan and we have embraced the cross of Christ as the way to salvation. Because the act of the apostles in this fourth Sunday of Lent reminds us that there is no other name under which uh, we are healed, uh, mm-hmm. we are saved. In fact, I love that 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 St. Peter was talking about, uh, he was speaking to the chief priests and the elders, and he said, look, we're talking about how this guy, first of all, was saved, mm-hmm. and uh, second of all, was healed. He used both of those terms. Mm-hmm. And he said, if there's any doubt, it's not in the name of Peter that this was done, but it was in the name of none other than Jesus Christ, the Nazarene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there is no other name by which we are saved. Whenever we sign ourselves with the cross, that's exactly what we're saying. There is no other name. Mm-hmm under which I am saved, but then by the name of the Trinity, the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah, I just spoke to my students about uh, the power of the name of Jesus. We're talking about types of prayer and yeah. things like that. And uh, you know, I was just telling them, I said, just the name of Jesus, just just that one word, that one name mm-hmm. has, has, I mean, forget about any fancy prayers that you could ever think yeah. of. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I saw sharing with them a lot of times as somebody who does ministry, as somebody who teaches, who's always called upon to pray at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, they're like, Ooh, Kathleen does Jesus stuff. Let's, you know, get her to lead the prayer. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, and I always find myself trying to, you know, find fancy words and sound very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of my most honest prayers have just included the name of Jesus when mm-hmm. I had no other yeah. words to say, when I had no other, uh, other ways to express what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, just to call upon the name of Jesus. So, yeah. Many times in my life, that, mm-hmm. that's been the, the prayer. In fact, during Mass, there are many times where I'm either asking for a grace for a parishioner uh, or asking for um, inspiration for mm-hmm. a homily, you know, that yeah. sometimes sometimes the pistons don't fire the way they're supposed mm-hmm. to. And so the, the only way, the only way uh, that I can pray is just simply to utter the name of, of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the, the sign of the cross is kind of a shorthand way of, of uttering the name of the Trinity, all, all of the, the persons, the divine persons in the Trinity. And, uh, of course, we know that not only the names of the divine persons in the Trinity, but also the, the sign in which it is made, the sign of the cross, uh, which destroys death and hell, and through it, Jesus redeems us. He redeems the entire world. He desires to, right? Um, and uh, and so we acknowledge that he has redeemed us whenever we make the sign of the cross. That's why, in fact, you remember, Jeff, from, from the baptismal ritual, right? Uh, you trace the sign of the cross on the forehead. The priest yes. begins it, and then the parents and godparents do that. Yes, yes. Because it is, is claiming the child. Right. You know, I, I, there's a... There's a um, a beautiful kind of both and mm-hmm. to to uh, to the the rite of baptism, mm-hmm. where you hear a lot. Oh well, we're baptizing our child because we want them to be brought into the community of the church, into the body sure. of Christ. Mm-hmm. But that's that's one half of a both and. The, that's both that and they are being claimed for Christ yes. mm-hmm. and snatched away from from Satan. I mean, that's exa- mm-hmm. that's exactly what baptism does. It mm-hmm. snatches them away from from the clutches of the evil one. In fact, um, St. Cyril of Jerusalem, who if you've ever read any of St. Cyril, the church fathers are awesome that mm-hmm. way, right? I, uh, Cyril of Jerusalem says, demons flee at the sign of the cross when it is devoutly made. Wow. 
And of course, that's that's worth saying, right? We should devoutly make the sign of the cross and not in an ironic way, which we see a, a great deal in our society, certainly in popular culture, um, but but in a way that signifies that we ourselves are praying, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. You know, one of the, th- I, I did see a uh, YouTube video, it's been uh, several years ago, mm-hmm. but a priest was uh, answering the question, why do we make the sign of the cross? And, and then when I watched what he actually did, I realized, I'd really been kind of hurrying it, so. Uh, yeah. But uh, I I deliberately take the time to to you know because mm-hmm. usually I wouldn't go all the way over to my right shoulder just kind of yeah. you know and, mm-hmm. and be done. And and you're right, you know you see you see people. I, I don't know if people are in a hurry or what, but uh, they just don't really take that time to deber- deliberately and in in a holy manner yeah. make the sign of the cross. I mean, yeah, I think that that the last quote you had there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, devoutly, right? The, devoutly, the yeah. demons flee from the sign of the cross when it is devoutly made. And and that's very, very true, which is why, I, in fact, I had a classmate, may he rest in peace. He he, um, he was a, a Benedictine monk, and he was from North Louisiana, where Catholics are not plentiful. Mm. And, uh, and his sign of the cross was probably one of the most, at first, comical, if you didn't know him, mm-hmm. but one of the most devout that I've ever seen. He would, he would very slowly trace the sign of the cross mm-hmm. on forehead, mm-hmm. uh, upper abdomen, and shoulders, just very, very mm-hmm. deliberately, slowly. And I remember thinking, like, this is, this is the type of priest I want to be. Right. You know, whenever, yeah. I, whenever I begin in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit at Mass, I want to make sure that I am very devoutly, intentionally doing it. Yeah. Um, if nothing else, to witness to the power of, of that sign, of that great sign. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, uh, the, of course, I guess it's worth saying, you know, how do we make the sign of the cross? It's possible that, uh, that there are folks who may not know. You know mm-hmm. And honestly, you don't have to be a Catholic to make the sign of the cross, mm-hmm. right? right. If, if, you have been, if you have been baptized, certainly you can claim the sign of the cross. Sure. You can claim uh, it, and you certainly wish to, to claim members of the Trinity who have claimed you in, uh, in baptism. In fact, there are Lutherans and Episcopalians uh, and some Methodists that make the sign of the cross, but mm-hmm. really any Christian, baptized Christian, uh, you've, been, you've been claimed by Christ and his cross, so you can certainly make the sign of the cross. So the position of the hand is, is important, right? Uh, the first, uh, the most common, of course, in the West, mm-hmm. is, is to, to touch your, your forehead, and oftentimes um, the, the five fingers represent the five wounds of Christ, but I often make I do. I kind of pinch my fingers together. For those of you who are who are watching on radio uh, or on podcast, I pinch my fingers together, kind of like you're going to add salt to something. So mm-hmm. your your index finger, your middle finger, and your thumb are together um, to represent the Trinity, mm-hmm. and then the two, uh, your ring finger and your pinky, are together to represent the two natures of Christ. Mm-hmm. In wow. fact, you might see this in some iconography. Right. You'll, you'll see oftentimes that. Either, either um, yeah. you'll see kind of the, mm-hmm. the, the three fingers, the thumb, the, the middle finger, and the um, mm-hmm. index finger together in blessing, mm-hmm. but they're usually kind of touching mm-hmm. in, in iconography. Mm-hmm. And then the two other fingers are together to represent the two natures of Christ, mm-hmm. his divine nature and his human nature. And so I'll kind of do that. I'll, I'll make the, the uh, pinch of salt mm-hmm. motion, right? <laughs> Uh, so it's touching the, the forehead, and then uh, the next is is touching the, the, the chest. Some tests touch the chest, you know, or upper abdomen in that area, you know. And, and then uh, I always remember in grade school because our emblem for our school was on, on the side where my oh, heart is. Oh, yeah. yeah, our little cardinal. So it was the father, son, and cardinal. <laughs> and then spirit, right? So so you would then touch your, your left chest where your heart is, and then, then your right. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and uh, using your right hand if at all possible too, um, mm -hmm. because there's there's um, a beautiful symbol symbolism to the using of the right hand. That's something that pops up in scripture all mm -hmm. the time. And that's another thing I see a lot of kids like if they're left-handed, they they, they make the, the sign hand. of the cross with their left hand. Mm -hmm. It's a, yeah, it's very interesting. Tell me, like I, I know that some people, and it might just be. I don't know that there's any significance to this, but they will. I mean, it's almost to the belly button. Oh yeah, all yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Is there some significance uh, I, to that? I guess you're making more of, of a Latin cross than a Greek one. Okay. I don't know. I don't mm. know if they're just like really just. Yeah, the Latin cross is longer, right? Mm -hmm. The, the, the oh, cross right. beam is long, or the mm. uh, the vertical beam is longer in the Latin cross. Mm. The Greek cross is uh, symmetrical, right? It's yeah. usually square. Hmm. That's just a guess. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Uh, 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 Clayton in the chat room says, my youngest tries to do it at 18 months. I think he gets it already. Wow. You know, whenever yeah. whenever they're a youngin', mm -hmm. their, their filter is not there, right? Everything's yeah. wide open. And it's interesting, too, as a father or as a mother, if you were, if you were modeling the sign of the cross, and if you're doing deliberately, your kids are going to pick that up. And what an important and beautiful thing for them to pick sure. up. You know, just, yeah. just a week ago, uh, Pope Francis uh, addressed that. Uh, he's been speaking on catechesis, and uh, the sign of the cross was the topic. And uh, uh, But he was just take, uh, telling parents the importance of teaching your children how to do it, how to do it correctly yep. and reverently. That's right. Exactly. And so now that we know how to make the sign of the cross, when do we do it, huh? All the time. All the time is, oh. is actually a, a yeah. We <laughs> sure can. Dang, Olivia, yeah. what? Yeah. Dang. A little she, she just put all of her myself. she put all of her chips on the board there. I'll just yeah. bonus one points. on each, right? Yeah. Looking for some affirmation here, Jeff. Because <laughs> 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 it's certainly not getting it from Father Chris. I know, I know, I know. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. So let's see. Uh, immediately after waking, and mm. before sleeping. Yeah. Uh, wow. I will. I will. Very pretty often do that. And of course, it's built into some of the the liturgical prayers that that priests pray, right? Mm -hmm. uh, um, at the beginning and the end of the day. But but I will make the sign of the cross as the first thing I do when I wake up yeah. before I even you know bleary eyed go to my breviary. Uh, I'll make the sign of the cross mm -hmm. um, when passing a church. Yeah. That's a that's a what, that's a very kind of South Louisiana thing. I was about to say yeah. people yeah. don't do that not here. Yeah, because I'll go travel places and that's just something I do. Mm -hmm. And I'll mm -hmm. see a church and I'll make the sign of the cross. And if I'm in the car with someone who's is not from South yeah. Louisiana, they kind of look at me and they're like, Yeah, are we gonna get in an accident are you, are you or something? Or, like, yeah, right. I thought we were having a conversation. Oh, yeah. I'm like, No, we just uh -huh. passed a church. Like, just keep going. Like, I got you. Yeah. I can do two things at once. In the <laughs> chat room, Ian says, "Just became a godfather today. Beautiful day. Yeah, congratulations. So, so the episode kind of aligns uh, with." Uh, with your your godfatherhood so congratulations cool. to you Ian. yeah that's a good that's time to sweet. make the sign yeah. of the cross actually because yeah. you did it today and then mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> she's waiting for hers uh, olivia's waiting for her sound effect oh. yeah no i'm good hey, there it is. Right. Thank you. <laughs> deferred better late like than never get a double ding pitiful for long enough it's like having two hallelujahs <laughs> yeah uh, let's see. So um, at the name, and re, of course, the reason many people pass the the church and make mm -hmm. the sign of the cross is because the Blessed Sacrament right. is contained yeah, there, and right? The um, uh, at the name of the Holy Trinity. Nice. So whenever, oh. whenever you say the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, to make the sign of the cross. So like during the Glory Be. And, and exactly no. that that's a that's a traditional I've seen that. thing. So, yeah. Sometimes some people are like, uh, uh, uh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Some yeah you certainly can. Sure. In fact, uh, in some religious communities. They'll they'll do that. Uh, uh, Sue in the chat room says if there is an accident, I feel like if you pass yeah. a traffic yeah. collision yeah. or something, I will actually bless the situation if wow. you know if I'm wow. driving by. Or I will do that too. Also, if people are on the side of the road, yeah. mm. you know, oh, um, I can make the sign of the cross, or as a priest, you offer a blessing just. 
to cover whatever situation yeah, is going awesome. on there. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you make the sign of the cross in reparation for blasphemy mm. if the name of God is abused, uh, mm. like it is infrequently in daily mm. conversations, to mm. make the sign of the cross as a way of making reparation. I think we forget that sometimes, mm -hmm. is that we actually can make up in our actions, in our, in our prayer, mm. Um, for for the sufferings of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, we mm -hmm. can actually do acts of reparation, and that's right. important for us to do, you know, yeah. because that's an act of love. I mean, you know, you you try and you try and make good the name of somebody whose name has been dragged through the dirt in, mm. in human terms, but we must do the same thing for our sure. Lord. Yeah. It's not that He's not big enough to do it Himself, but it is a sign of love for Him. Right. Whenever we make the sign of the cross, especially if somebody's misused the name of God or the name of our Lord, or even the Holy Spirit for that matter. Mm -hmm. um, before entering a room or a house, G.K. Chesterton, um, the famous Catholic convert and all-around genius, was said to have made the sign of the cross before entering any room. Mm. That's very interesting. When are they going to yeah. open his cause for canonization? Uh, hopefully soon. That would be awesome. Mm. That's, yeah. just my, that's just me saying that. Just that's right. Yeah. Uh, that would be really kind of cool, actually. Yeah. Uh, blessing people or things, a small sign of the cross can be traced on the forehead of a child or upon an object that you wish to bless. And, and certainly fathers of families, uh, you mm -hmm. have a very important role as the oh, spiritual yeah. head of your, of your uh, family to, yeah. to make that sign of blessing, to bless your children before they go to bed. Yeah. Um, and then when you're afraid, you know, in old movies mm -hmm. uh, that involve Catholicism, you often see people crossing themselves when in the presence of death, receiving mm -hmm. bad news, when generally afraid. This is an important thing to resurrect, mm -hmm. uh, making the sign of the cross as a sign of covering our. I'm covering myself in in the blood of Jesus Christ. That is a very active way of doing that, of of, bring, mm -hmm. of not only calling it to mind, mm -hmm. but also of of reminding ourselves of exactly what we're doing here. We are actually in spiritual warfare. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I shared a story with yeah. my students. Yeah. We were talking about this same kind of thing, of when I worked at a certain uh, doll museum. <laughs> that's a, a, that's a whole nother segment. One afternoon, I had um, turned out all. I had gone to turn out all the lights, and I had turned out all the lights, and I backed myself into a corner, and I for, was terrified. <laughs> um, and I was a, some a semi adult, and I, <laughs> I I was sharing with my students. You know, this is it wasn't the sign of the cross, but you know, I said I could think of nothing but the name of Jesus. Mm. Yeah. And so I literally said it out loud, like mm. I was walking in the dark. Surrounded by dolls. That's right. Going, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And, right? and, and, that and was you it. weren't doing it as a no, as a, no. A it was, thing, it was but serious. It was calling like upon I the was, name of the Lord. I was, yeah. just, I was afraid. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but that, you know, just because I remembered, if I remember nothing else, the power of the name of Jesus. Yeah. That's yep. Very nice. Mm -hmm. There you go. We well, need uh, to hear more about the doll music. Yeah, that's right. So, so I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take a little bit of a break, and then we'll we'll go into Kathleen's segment. We'll yep. do a commercial, and then we'll do cool. some back chat. So, uh, so you're you're watching, listening, experiencing the Catholic Underground. <laughs> Yeah, just taking care of a little business here. It's been a while since we've been back at the show notes. Uh, <laughs> we've whoo, done this before. <laughs> we, we promise, we promise, yeah. You're uh, you're listening to, watching, experiencing in the mind node, the Catholic Underground. We're online at catholicunderground.tv. Yo, soy Father Chris. We've also got Kathleen, Olivia, and Jeff, and Ed. Back chat and picks of the week are coming up. But first, uh, let me tell you, uh, Kathleen, it's important to dress up for Mass. Yes. You're making the sign of the cross. Look, people, yeah. I live down in the South, and I love a good pair of sweatpants myself. 
However, there is a time and a place. Now, society as we know it, if you could agree, probably shake your heads out there, that society is growing more and more casual. Yeah. I mean, you, you look at, at, at how, you know, I was watching uh, a movie today and it had to do with like the 40s and it was kind of a mobster movie, but like this guy was wearing this impeccable suit and he wore it like, I mean, just the costuming was phenomenal. But I was like, man... Why don't we do that anymore? Like, I want to walk around town in like little white gloves and a oh. you know a pill hat and like a nice <laughs> and a cucumber sandwich. What is in it? Your a hand? pill box? A pill, pill box? box? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Pill box I want yeah. a hat. I you. want like a nice you know some stockings. Maybe not, but you a know purse whatever that matches the fabric yes. of what you're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And, you not know, just think, yoga pants. Yeah, because you think about it <laughs> right. this way. I mean, how did we treat each other back then when we dressed nicely? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So how will we treat each other now? Hmm, interesting. No, notice whole... I've titled your uh, Kathleen's yeah. Catholic Courtesy Corner. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Episode <right>. number one. <laughs> uh, now, it's common to see. I mean, look, I love a good Walmart trip. You know, I love me some Walmart. And there are some fashion no nos in there. You can go out to the grocery store in your pajamas and your fuzzy slippers. Um, you could, you, I mean, you go to maybe like a world class classical concert, right? And you can eat in the best restaurants. Like the New Orleans restaurants are awesome. And people in the Hawaiian shirts, fanny packs. <laughs> you know the rules, Kathleen. No fanny Come packs. Come on now. Um, in fact, it's hard to think of anything people will dress up for anymore. What is mm-hmm. it? I mean, like weddings. People oh, yeah. go to weddings in jeans. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, my gosh. I want you, you know, um, unfortunately, um, a beautiful coworker of mine passed away this, this past week. Yeah. Um, so we went to her funeral. Um, and and I, I even imagined it there. I was like, why are people, like, there are people wearing, like, white and stuff. Mm. I was like, no, when I die, all black, I want veils. I want this to be serious. But let's talk about math. <laughs> let's talk about how we dress for math. Now, this is bothersome because how we dress is a sign of how much respect we have, one, for ourselves, yeah. right, and for other people, and for the event that we're going to, mm-hmm. right? If we don't dress up for anyone or anything, it's a sure sign that we don't respect anyone. That's right. Life is anything. not a Nirvana concert. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think. Let's think about dressing up for mass. This How is would some, we know? This is a way. I don't know. I never went to Nirvana either. I was too young. So I was a baby. It's okay, Kathleen. Entertain us. I was a baby. Okay. Um, so dressing up can be seen, especially for mass, as a small sacrifice. Yep. Right? You got to get up a little bit earlier. True. You got to put a little bit more effort. You got to comb your hair, right? Wash your I face. I've ironed a shirt before. That's mm. that's Very That's nice. sacrifice. One shirt. <laughs> In one. my life. Right? <laughs> now, as we know... As Father Chris knows very yeah, well, looking yeah. sharp takes some effort. It does. Right? Putting this on a well-pressed suit or a well-ironed dress, right? Um, maybe you put on a tie, mm-hmm. right? Rather than just throwing on what you threw in the laundry basket last night. True. Uh, takes time. A dress, skirt, uh, maybe slightly less comfortable. Mm-hmm. I love a good dress. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some people, you know, not so much. Right? But nice, nice shoes can be a pain. Um, I know for me, like I don't teach in heels because that's obnoxious, right? But maybe for mass, of the clack clack. That the no, heel, because of the, the you like, got to stand. Yeah, yeah. Like I got really excited the I other day. I don't think your feet are supposed to do that. No, right. no, they're not. Uh, I got really excited the other day that I found a really cool pair of booties, like like boot ankle boots, uh-huh. and I was like, man, these are awesome. They're gonna they're gonna look horrible. Um, and then they were Dr. Scholl's. And I was like, nice. score, score. right? Beautiful. Now for you guys, right? Shaving rather than sporting a scruffy five o'clock shadow takes a little bit of effort. Mm. Combing your hair, getting the rat's nest out rather than letting it stand on end requires a small amount of work. 
right? Yeah. But it's, it is exactly these small sacrifices of time and effort that tell other people that they are worth it, that tell Jesus mm-hmm. you're worth it, right? It's not easy. It's very difficult sometimes, especially if that is going to sacrifice 10 minutes of sleeping in or, or you know, pressing the snooze button. Um, and we naturally don't really want to make the effort, especially our generation. That's right. Right. But I guarantee that if you do, you will feel like a million bucks. Yeah. I, I love to dress up. Yeah. You'll feel more, more manly, more womanly, more confident about what it is and what you're doing. So dress up for mass. Some would say, some would say, Kathleen, that, that God doesn't care. Yes. And would even quote scripture to say that, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Because right. remember, David David was just coming in out the fields. He was ruddy, as they say, right? right? Mm-hmm. And the, the reality is, is that you know, my students ask me that all the time. Doesn't Jesus love me even if I'm wearing my Nike shorts? Yes, he does. Oh. But the question is, how much do you love Jesus? There you mm-hmm. go. With the zinger. Right? Hey, that if all you, like, and I tell yeah. my students this all the time. If all you have is Nike shorts and a t-shirt then go to mass. Mm -hmm. But that ain't all you have, my Mm -hmm. friend. Mm -hmm. That is not. I know because I see you on the weekends when you're out with your little friends at the movie theaters and you got a full face of makeup, your hair has been, you know. And the clubbing clothes. Yes, and you look look presentable, right? And so it's not about, it's not about, you know, doesn't Jesus love me anyway? Because the answer is yes, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? But the question is, what are we doing to show that we love Jesus? That's right. Right? Now, there are three basic rules on how to dress for mass. For mass. Yeah, you already said number three, but that's okay. Keep it's okay. Going. Well, yeah. number one, yeah. your outfit should take effort, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pick something that, that you don't wear all the time, um, that is one of those special dresses, maybe one that you use for Easter or mm-hmm. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Pick that out. Sometimes I put, put on, on my heavier cassock for a, uh, for a solemnity. Mm. Nice. Is that it's because subtle. you, like... Sweat a little bit more, and it's a little bit more. There's a little, a little more penance. Bit more yeah, exactly. Yeah, right. It's it's the one with the shoulder pads in it, actually. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh-huh. I love that you just admitted that. Yeah. Yep. Well, hey, it's the '80s, right? Yep. Your attire should be above average. Now, yeah. this is this is interesting because with this, let's remember your mass outfit is not a show. No. It mm-hmm. should not be distracting. We do not need you know one of those fascinators with like a billion feathers <laughs> and people are looking at you instead of the altar. No. Right? You can't see the altar because Now this might be difficult altar. because you might look around your you might also look around Sunday mass at your parish and say, "Well, it's not going to take a lot of effort to be above <laughs> average." Uh, but do it anyway, right? And and inspire your friends to do it as well, right? And then number 3 do it for love, yeah. Yeah. right? And while the world may tell, tell us that nothing is worth dressing up for, that should never apply to the Catholic. No. Right, never, never, never. We should show respect to ourselves and others by making an effort, especially for Holy Mass. Mm-hmm. That's right. And if you think about it, this, this really connects to the Old Testament where, where the Lord does indeed say, return to me with your whole heart, but with prayer and fasting and almsgiving, there are external actions that show the internal actions mm-hmm. of the heart. Yeah. And what we do at Mass, uh, the way that we present ourselves to the Lord for Mass, is an external thing of an interior reality that should be taking place. Yeah, yeah I always tell my students, it's not always about what like what can we get away with, mm-hmm. but what we should do. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's like right. the source of Christian ethics, right? Yeah. Yeah. Not to do what I want, but yeah. to do what I should. Do what I should. And you should dress up for Mass, people. Let's get fancy. Kathleen's Catholic Courtesy Corner. Mm -hmm. Episode number one. (laughs) We're going to take a little bit of a break, but we promise we'll be back with more Kathleen. (laughs) 
A prayer for vocations. O God, who wills not the death of a sinner, but rather that he be converted and live, grant we beseech you through the intercession of the Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, Saint Joseph, her spouse, and all the saints, an increase of laborers for your church, fellow laborers with Christ, to spend and consume themselves for souls. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. You've somehow found the Catholic Underground with me, Father Chris, joined by Olivia Galino, Kathleen Lee, Jeff Blackwell. Our picks of the week are coming up, but first, you know, we want to take a little bit of a time because we we really appreciate it whenever you uh, write in and whenever you uh, text in and all the and when you participate in the chat. Um, <laughs> so so it's a part of the show that that we like to call. <laughs> Underground.com. Right. Kind of like the pick of the week, we call it back chat. So uh, mm-hmm. that's, uh, yeah, and you know, that comes from, from a very old television network now, back when FX first launched. One of their shows was called Back Chat, and it was exclusively oh. people writing in. Oh, you made me watch that once. I did. <laughs> I did. Yeah. Anyway, so our our Back Chat our Back Chat this week actually is a physical letter. Yeah. Which is it's awesome. a physical letter. That's right. That's, that's so awesome. In fact, it, it comes in pieces here, and I've even, uh, so, so. That's somebody, gonna be courtesy corner episode envelope. two because I'm gonna. That's we're true. Talk about so, so I've got the letter, right, Aww. and I've also got some some extra stuff. Yeah, it's stationary. Cute. So for those of you who are who are watching us, we've actually put it all up on the still store there, so you can see it is. It's a whole bunch of stuff here. That's wow. Okay. And so this is this is from Kathleen. <gasps> yeah. Good name, <laughs> Kathleen. In uh, let's see, hold on, I've got. Not me. She's she's in in Forestdale, Mac. Massachusetts and likes okay, peanuts. Uh, That's Charlie right. Brown. That's right, and likes peanuts. Yeah, so we'll we'll go through that too. So anyway, so, <laughs> okay. So uh, so don't uh, she, jump the gun, Jeff. So, That's right. <laughs> Sorry. So, dear Father Chris, uh, I catch your show on the run when I can. On one show, portraits of Jesus were discussed, so I thought I'd share my favorite interpretation of Jesus. I found it in a wallet-sized card at a religious goods store in the Mall of America in Minnesota in 1996. Good she remembers memory. the day and yeah. time, huh? Wow. Good and um, And she says, actually, with your beard and not wearing your glasses, you could pass for a modern version of Jesus. That's just my humble opinion. Oh, Keep the faith. Gracious. Again, thanks for a quality program. Look at that image. And so if you're if you're watching us on the video feed, Twins. I don't I don't see it. Twins. Um, but but that is that's a very famous well, maybe kind without of without the derp face, but is that is that you, Lord? So so but the image the image that Kathleen has chosen is one that you see an awful lot. It's yeah. it's a, it's like a, a kind of a candid shot of our Lord, mm-hmm. you know, where he he um he looks as if you just called his name, right? Mm-hmm. Which we were just talking about. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I see that in a lot of retreat facilities. They almost all have oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so she says, thank you very much. Uh, oh, she also says, P.S. Uh, I keep the wallet size of Jesus in my wallet so he can watch the money. Mm. Nice. That's right. That's, right. That's, that's very clever. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> okay. She also has a, a little Peanuts cartoon here um, uh, that says, uh, uh, I think I've made a new theological discovery. Um, says Linus to Lucy. And Lucy says, what is it? And Linus says, if you hold your hands upside down, you get the opposite of what you pray for. <laughs> Thank you, Charles Schultz, for your <laughs> theologically <laughs> deep. oriented. It's very deep, actually. He's going hard in the paint. He was. Mm. That's right. Wow. There you go. Sweet. All right. So uh, 
So that was uh, that was Kathleen's back chat to us. Yes, and, the, uh, other, the other the other other Kathleen. Kathleen. I don't know. That's she wrote right. a letter. It might be this Kathleen. Yeah, it, it could. I do no, like but, a good letter if I do say so, so myself. So so yeah, thank you, Kathleen, and thanks to all of you who uh, either go to backchat at catholicunderground.com or if you want, you can send us physical mail. We love it, which yeah. is also cool. So you can write to us at the CU Crew at Catholic Underground HQ, one one nine two four Sunray Avenue, Baton Rouge La. 70816 USA Planet Earth the Sol solar system Some of that is unnecessary yeah. Well I mean if you are you know writing us from a starship or uh, the Jeff from Star the Jeff 1 Just Star 1 Yeah yeah just make sure to use correct postage Oh yeah <laughs> that's important to yeah cuz if you don't Very cool Yeah there you go so uh, that's our that's our back chat segment and oh, Kathleen we're happy to have you as part of the undergrounders All right okay so <laughs> It is your destiny. I was wondering you, how you were going to we, transition. We that. hear that an awful lot, don't we? I mean, yeah. we talk about, especially nowadays, if you listen to popular music, mm-hmm. uh, there's like fate and oh, destiny yeah. and uh, yeah. even especially destiny when, as a child, apparently, yes. in the mm-hmm. 90s. Yep. Three so. children? I don't know. That was always confusing to me. They're called destiny's child, but right. there are three of them. So which one is it? Or it's is it mystery. all three? Are they one person that just kind of becomes three I guess when they well I don't that's know. the only way you get harmony I don't mm-hmm. I don't know anyway but yeah I, <laughs> that that's terrible <laughs> we're going down the rabbit hole here that's right. anyway yeah, so de- yeah this notion of destiny destiny is one of those words where I when I hear it I think I just automatically either inwardly or outwardly just have an eye roll like mm-hmm. but maybe it's just something I don't know maybe it's just me but I feel I like it's, it's usually been, outward eye roll <laughs> I mean it is usually outward but sometimes I try to filter it you might yeah, not you yeah. might be unfamiliar with that concept of a filter but <laughs> oh <laughs> I'm not I don't know these things yeah. I, yep uh, we're good friends but um but yeah so you hear the word destiny and it's kind of it's kind of been um taken over by the culture and given this this new kind of meaning mm-hmm. um or or really only seen from one perspective and so it can become something that yeah you might roll your eyes at or think even like oh well we don't believe in that we don't mm-hmm. believe in destiny mm-hmm. um and whenever people talk about destiny, I always try to, to reframe the conversation in terms of providence. Mm-hmm. And because number one, you know, you learn a new term, but number two, that is something that, that maybe you you would hear and you would understand a little bit better than destiny yeah. per se, you know, yeah. because destiny seems like one of those things that's associated with things that we don't believe in, but that's providence right. is something that we're at least a little more familiar and, with. And the notion of destiny or fate doesn't seem to be oriented towards a person, like right. have, have mm-hmm. its origin in a divine person. Right. Um, it's, it's as if the, the universe is doing these things to yeah. you. Yeah, well, and that's that's another um, another thing that the word fate makes me think of because I mean I don't know I went to a, like a, a classical like book great books program in, in college went through a great books program in college and and we read a lot of like Greek myths and they always talk about fate and so it just it's like this force in the universe that compels you to do things mm-hmm. and we don't we don't believe that you know like you aren't compelled against your will to do anything but no. um, so when people start you know mishmashing all of these words into one mega con- concept mm-hmm. and then running with it <laughs> that's when a netflix series about it or something yeah, yeah for real yeah. like that's when we get into dangerous territory because then we truly don't know what we're talking about and then people get confused um so when we're talking about destiny um and what it can really mean um number one we have to establish that it comes from god um but it does require our cooperation mm-hmm. because we are 
Um, we are free agents. Um, we are given that agency by God. Um, he, he endows us with It's reasons. a gift. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. exactly. It is a gift. Um, so as, as a gift, we'll talk about this later, it needs to be um, honed and formed and cherished and never abused. Um, but we do have that agency, that, that free will, um, reason and intellect to be able to, to be creative in our own way sure. and to make our own decisions. Um, and they're really sometimes destiny and love are kind of concepts that get yeah. intertwined. Oh sure, and that especially just, with fate. Yeah, the notion oh, of fate and, and all love. of this makes me nauseated. Like really, <laughs> it's like, like a bad Harlequin romance. Novel. I mean, really, because I'm just thinking about like these like teen romance series that like I admittedly read when I was that age and I just even then I'm like this is stupid like (laughs) this this isn't love you don't believe this but no people do um and and there really may be no other word than love in the English language that's more subject to that kind of romantic distortion than destiny. Um, romantic distortion would have been the name of my emo band, I think, in high school. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> Andrew McManager, front man. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Totally. If he'd be available. I'd love I don't know. We've got a lot going on. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, popular culture, pop music. I mean, like we were saying, Destiny's Child. Um, they make little or, little or no distinction between those ideas of destiny, fate, love. All of those things are kind of wrapped up in each other. But the Christian understanding is is deeply profound. It's also complex. And so, it's one of those things where we have an opportunity to to rescue something, like Father Chris was saying earlier, to like to resurrect something, to mm-hmm. baptize something, and and reclaim it as our own. Um, and so, Father Romano Guardini, um, he wrote a treatise called Freedom, Grace, and Destiny. Um, and really, anything he writes is fantastic. He's a very good read. He, oh, he's so accessible. He's mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very poetic, um, but not intentionally so. He's not trying to be yeah. poetic or you know force it down your throat. But he's just he has a way of bringing out the beauty that already exists in the world. Um, but in in this treatise, um, Freedom, Grace, and Destiny, he distinguishes destiny from grace mm-hmm. by examining how destiny involves our personal freedom, like I was saying, but also God's grace. Um, and so he begins his his thoughts on destiny by saying, "As soon as I pronounce the word destiny, I have the feeling that what it denotes affects me intimately, but that it comes from a remote distance." Mm. So there's that kind of paradox in it too. You know, it's the something that that obviously has a great impact on me because it, it's it's wrapped up in everything that I do and everything that I am, but it also is coming from a place that's not me. It's right, remote. a larger plan of yeah. some, yeah. Yeah, um, and so it touches me at my deepest level of my being, but it, its roots are in this distant realm. Um, and so there's a, an intimacy and also a strangeness to what I am, to my destiny. Um, and so there, there can be this concept of, um, of destiny as something that, that we don't choose. Um, and then, but that's very kind of Greek and yeah. Roman, right? It's in the cards. Yeah, exactly. It's been cast that way. Just read the birds and you'll figure it out. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, that takes me back. I took a lot of Latin in college, in, uh, in high school, oh, so. which is a nerdy thing to admit, but <laughs> they always, all of their examples are always about, um, divining things from birds anyway. Yeah, yeah. or entrails, but birds are the easier ones. Yeah. To, birds are a little more yeah. minimal to the palate. <laughs> Moving on. Um, I don't know why I you're welcome that. everyone. You're yeah. Welcome. You're welcome for that little segue. Yeah. Um, yeah. but yeah, so we don't choose our destiny, um, but nor does our destiny choose us. Um, so when you're again, like we were saying, it comes from God, it requires our cooperation and both of those are necessary parts. You can't really have this concept without one of those parts. Right. Um, and we may have, 
you know, a certain inkling as to what our, our destiny is, um, uh, what God's plan is for us. And when we start to walk on that path, we may find obstacles or setbacks or things that, mm-hmm. you know, push us along. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe those are things, the good things and the bad things that we wouldn't necessarily have chosen for ourselves. Yeah. But they, they lead us to a certain place, and then we can look back and say, oh, well, I would never would have made it here without that thing sure. or without those things, even though at the time it kind of sucked. Yeah. Um, can yeah. I say that? No, well, I mean, you did. <laughs> sorry. You did yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. well, and, and honestly, we get the kind of the notion of discernment yeah. uh, from from this, realizing that, that the Lord has made um, each of our souls individually for himself. And, and he wishes to call out of that individual soul that he has created a certain particular way to glorify him. Right. A way that, that nobody else can, nobody else will. Mm-hmm. And so part of the way that, that, if you want, destiny works is it is in, in um, discerning in, in my own, with my own um, abilities, right, what's going on in my heart, um, even some of my affects, the things that I feel, uh, and little inklings, little bits of inspiration, perhaps that I have, uh, a little—I don't know what you would call it—like little hints of, mm-hmm. of of what lays ahead. But then also cooperating with the grace that's given, right? Yeah. The, the the free gift from God to draw that out of us. Yeah, and I think what I'm I'm pulling from what you're saying that's important is that you know it, it's not something that's wrapped up in ourselves. And mm-hmm. I think that we do have mm-hmm. a, a sense of isolationism when it comes to yeah. you know God's plan for me. Um, what I'm going to do, my destiny, that kind of thing. And we forget that not only does it involve other people, but it comes from God and it's supposed to end in him. That's correct. So what we do ultimately, you know, whether or not I go to the grocery store today or tomorrow, everything that I do, um, the small things and the big things will affect how much I glorify God or or how completely I glorify God. Yeah, And that's, of course, the way that that he intended for us to fit together in a mystical body. Mm Mm-hmm that that uh, that the the way that he has called me to glorify him in some way um, also invites the same thing of the other person right yeah. um, kind of like St. Paul says is that when when one member of the body is exalted all the other members share its joy mm-hmm. and so we, in that sense we have a shared destiny which is the kingdom of heaven right exactly yeah I ultimately mean, again like I, I know I, I mentioned this a lot or I feel like I do but in Space Alvi Pope Benedict talks about um, the fact that no one is saved alone, but also mm. no one is condemned alone, mm-hmm. um, that we are a corporate body of Christ and that we have responsibility for each other. Um, and we also have responsibility when it comes to this this destiny, this plan for our lives. Um, we're free, like we were talking about, to accept it or to reject it. Yeah. Um, and that acceptance or that rejection comes in those those individual moments of discernment, like Father Chris was talking about. Um, if we accept it, um, and that's something that we have to continually renew every day, um, then we have to, to accept the fact that we need God's grace in order to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if that seems like a remote concept, something that I don't really understand how that's going to play into my life, if you're just open to it, if you're just open to the fact that in order to accomplish this, I need the help of God himself. If I'm going to become like God, I'm going to need God's help. That's right. You know, um, We can't become like God without God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's Some a, people think you can, but you know, uh, no, really that's can't. true. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's not a tautology to say that I need God's help to be like God, and no. but that's God's desire for us, yeah. right? Because that's the that's the great sin of humanity was wanting to be like God without God's will, right? Right. That was the the original sin of selfishness. And so, if we think about ultimate humility, is wanting to become like God, but letting him provide the means, right? Mm-hmm. It, the grace to, to get back to him. Yeah. Which means that we're going, if we do that, then we're going to, to find ourselves on a path 
that isn't always, it, it, it's of my consent, but not always of my choosing, right? Right. Um, which I guess would be a way to say that, that, that uh, the, the way that he wants me to glorify him is wrought with mystery. Yeah. And sometimes I wouldn't put my foot forward in that direction if the work of grace didn't say, no, no, this is, this is the right step to take. That's a, yeah, that's a really good distinction to make between consent and choice, mm-hmm. because I feel like, because we, we, I mean, we, we say this a lot. If you're going to make a choice, you have to be well-informed about it, yeah. well-informed decisions, well-informed choices, and that's a good thing. But sometimes, especially when it comes to living a life of faith and living a life of, of true discernment, sometimes you don't know all the facts. And praise God for that, <laughs> because we would just be completely overwhelmed with all of the potential and re- real consequences of our choices that we just would never Had do I known anything. all the facts, I probably wouldn't have entered the seminary. Yeah. <laughs> I would still be cowering in my space boots. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in my own life, like I think of the choices that I made and I mean, I think about it now and it's like, I, I feel like I was being helped along, but I, more than like me actively making the choice, like, you know, the fact of where I went to college and where I went to grad school and how mm. I'm even here now in the, in the job that I have, like those things are things that sometimes they feel like they were done to me, but with my, my yes, my fiat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's no less a choice on my part than it is, you know, someone who knew all the facts before they jumped in. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all have this kind of God-given destiny. And, and, and like we're saying, like, it's not always clear what that is, what that's going to look like, or even the steps that it's going to take to get there. But there are hints along the way. And that's what Father Chris was saying, like discernment is so important um, because we have to discern what's the voice of God and what's not, what is actively not the voice of God. Mm -hmm. Um, Because, you know, discernment of spirits, there are two types of spirits. So which are, which ones are the ones that we're going to be listening to? Right. Um, and that's just, that's an everyday thing. That's not only in the big things in life, that's in the small everyday decisions. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and when we have a glimpse of something that we feel like we're supposed to do, something that we feel like God has set aside for us, we might ask, you know, why? Why is this happening to me? Um, but it really, it, it is something that draws me out of myself. Um, it's an intimate part of my being, but it draws me closer to God. So even if you have those moments that where you're starting to question, like, I don't know why this is happening. That's good because it means you're still engaged in what's going on. Mm-hmm. It's when you stop asking questions that we have the problem. That's right. Uh, behold, you are to bear a son, uh, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and he will be named Jesus and save his people from their sins. Uh, how? Yeah. Is this possible? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, Mary asked questions because she recognized that there was something tugging within her heart mm-hmm. as the angel, as the archangel Gabriel was speaking to her. But but she she asked him to unfold uh, a little a little hint of the mystery, so mm-hmm. that she could give a complete yes, so that what was what was yearning within her heart could then be, be given voice. Yeah, that's a great. Example. That was good discernment on yes. the part of our blessed mother. Good absolutely. job, Mary. That's right. Absolutely, <laughs> it was. Indeed. Yeah. Um, and then I think one of the greatest dangers to to understanding and discerning one's destiny, one's um, the plan for God's. God's plan for our life, um, the tendency can be to tone it down so that it conforms more to the secular world. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's that temptation um, to think about uh, me and my identity as, um, you know, what am I able to produce? Who am I able to be? That's right. But I uh, want to be famous. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I've had so many like junior high kids tell me that they want to be YouTube famous. And I'm like, what kind of aspiration is that? Yeah. The most you understand. get is that silver play button or the gold play button. And you know what? You can't even melt that down to make more robots. You can't do anything <laughs> with it. You can't. That's Mm-mm. it. But yeah, so when we start to like, 
I don't know, deflate our sense of worth to the point of, you know, this is all that I'm going to aspire to of in my life. Of making ourselves I mean, objects hmm. to the culture, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. We, we do ourselves injustice um, and we really do violence to our self-worth. And I don't, I don't really, I don't want to overshoot that, but I, I don't want to under, underplay it either. Mm. Um, because our reason reminds us, our reason reminds us that our destiny comes from God mm. and that he, through his grace, will assist us in being faithful to it. But that requires, like Father Chris was saying, humility. It requires an engagement with our reason, so we can't just become automatons who listen to whatever people tell us is right and good. Mm-hmm. Um, it also requires our active participation in a life of grace, and that yeah. takes courage. Yeah. Um, and Pope Benedict, my favorite, he stated that um, if reason is to be exercised properly, it must undergo constant purification, since it can never be completely free of the dangers of a certain ethical blindness caused by the dazzling effect of power and special interest. Oh. oh. <laughs> Speaking of, of priests who can write with a great deal of poetry. I know. It's like a warm cup of coffee reading that, right? That's right. It is. Um, But yeah, he's so true. Like we have to, he's so right. I mean, he, we have to, to undergo constant purification. We have to constantly be renewing our minds um, and be conformed to the attitude of Christ. Um, Almost as if that's why we have a liturgical cycle. Right. Why we have uh, a church that Mm. feeds us sacramentally with uh, sure sure occasions of grace Mm -hmm. um, so that we can live fully the destiny that has been set out for us, uh, being chosen as sons and daughters of God, mm-hmm. and the little particular way in which that chosenness plays out over mm-hmm. the course of our timeline here on earth. Yeah. Mm. Ooh. I know. I, I, I feel like we should just, yeah, yeah, Jeff up in the Jeff Sorry, Star I was one. a little bit late there. But. That's okay. That's all right. Uh, it's a collective ding, yeah. as it were. I have to sit with it for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So... When you're thinking about, you know, the idea, the next time you hear the word destiny um, and you're thinking about what that means for your life, you know, remember that, yes, destiny is something that's been been chosen because you are chosen. Yeah. Um, and so it always involves you as a person. It's never like I'm gonna, God is trying to impose something on you that that's completely against who you are, what you want, your desires for yourself. It always has to do with you personally, mm-hmm. because you are a result of the thought of God. Um, but we are actively, you know, we, we are chosen, but we are actively called to make choices that, that participate in that, that destiny, that good that God wants for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we get to be co-creators in that plan. Right. Um, and, and, and God wants that for us. So that's why he, he supplies the grace that we need. Um, but he never, he'll never break down the door. He always invites us mm-hmm. and he always knocks and asks us to, to invite him in. Um, and so when you, when you think about, you know, uh, like I wanting to feel more in control of your life, like you are, you are in control of your uh, mm-hmm. of your life because you've been given the best partner in that life that you can ever imagine, who wants nothing but the best for you. Yeah. Um. And so maybe we can, you know, by continuing to think about this, maybe we can, you know, resurrect this idea of destiny and and start to invite the culture to do that as well. That's exactly right. And and if really, if if anything needs to guide one's life. It's to realize that, that, that in, in my life right now, I may not know every little nook and cranny of, uh, of how God is calling me to best serve him. But if I respond to his grace, if I continually come back to him in the sacramental life of the church, through the mm-hmm. sacraments of healing, through the sacraments of, of, of unity that come from the Eucharist, right? Then in the life hereafter, in, in, in everlasting life, the Lord and I will have the rest of eternity to unpack how he has chosen to love us individually. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is what sometimes gets me up in the morning and saying, okay, Lord, what do we got today? Mm-hmm. You know, 
Well, you know, one thing that we do have is the part of the show that, uh, well, we like to call. The CU Pick of the Week. Yes. Oh, wait, no, this is the back chat. I was picking that up again. So, so first to the back chat, uh, I mean, for the, the big... Where are we? <laughs> what are we doing? Hi, welcome to the Catholic <laughs> Underground. I'm Father... Cr- oh, wait, no. Uh, pick of the week. We're back. Kathleen. <laughs> yes. You have okay. a pick... <laughs> I think we might need to partake yes. of your pick of the week. Maybe you already have. All right. So, uh, my friend Matt and I uh, were driving back from a junior high conference this weekend. We were playing music for junior high kids. Um, and so we did what most people do after a junior high event. Uh, we stopped at a rum distillery. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. It's yes, Louisiana. Indeed. So, I mean, yeah. Yes. Right. And um, there's this uh, rum called Bayou Rum. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's made in a place called... It's between Lake Charles and Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Um, Lacassine. Lacassine. Yeah, sure. Lacassine. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There it is, Lacassine. So they have this... Okay, so here it is. If you're looking, that's a pretty an excellent. Bag. Um, that is a very nice. Yeah, bag. you know I love a good bag. I buy you rum. It says bag. on the bag for those of you watching on radio. Now they also have. Now they have four different kinds of rum. They have silver. Uh-huh. They have spiced. Uh-huh. They have select. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they also have what I've never seen before in my life. Satsuma. Yes. Oh, sure. So only in Louisiana. They, they so, brew it with cane and yeah. So they satsuma. so of course Louisiana is land, is home to the sugar cane, mm-hmm. right? And, and the satsuma. And the satsuma, mm-hmm. which yeah. you're like, what is the satsuma? It's like a little little it's orangey a tangy tangerine orange. thing. Mm-hmm. And so they make rum out of it. And I was I mean, so first my friends Matt and Chrissy they were like, oh yeah, we drink this all the time. You should have it. And I was like, I don't know about. Th- it is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I was trying to figure out. I see out you've how- got your like a little drugstore mini. I know. Yes. Now, now you'll know this <laughs> is plastic listerine. because it's glass. It's not plastic. It's no, that, glass. That's classy. So you know it's classy. That's right. Yes. And so I was trying to figure out how to describe it. It even comes with the paper bag. Yes. It even it comes in. with a classy paper bag with handles. Okay. Thank you. Okay. And yeah. so, but here's how to describe it for all those who out here who uh, drink um, liquor and actually like talk about like the, the, <laughs> the nose and the profile and whatever. Uh, so the nose is a bright, vibrant citrus. So uh-huh. you smell it. Mm-hmm. The profile is rich and juicy, sweet without being syrupy, especially mm. if yes. over ice, let it melt a little bit. Okay. It's fantastic. Yeah. The mouth feel. Yeah. Oh. Get excited. Yeah. There's a slightly word for you. V- viscosity mm-hmm. gives yeah. way to a clean, crisp finish okay so so it, it might have a little hint of syrupiness yes, that, that just dissipates as the alcohol mm-hmm. melts on your tongue okay fantastic so if you go to the website buyyourum.com you actually have to put in your your birthday they're like uh, to, you can't view this if you're not 21 yeah. but whatever um but it, it gives you a whole idea of their story three guys that were childhood friends decided to make some some booze and it's pretty good you can also find um there's a locator on there so if you are listening not in louisiana right you nice. can find it Oh, wherever at, at you your are, local boozery. Yeah. Bayou rum, Bayou Satsuma. Check it out. There That's it awesome. All right, move from alcohol oh. to. Oh wait, uh, real quick, <laughs> like Lacassine uh, 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 is also m- means small house because oh. of the Indians that lived in that part of the uh, Louisiana. Oh. And it's between, you said, Lake Charles and what? And Lafayette. Uh, Lafayette, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Give yourself a ding it, on that. There one. you go. It's an exit oh, on the interstate. Yeah, oh, yeah Ball told me. I, you know. Excellent. There you go. You guys are smart. Okay, so as ever, I have to follow Kathleen. And <laughs> I don't know why I you do this to me. Uh, it's fun. Day after day. Okay, so, but my pick of the week is the, I don't know if it's an actual word, but A-P-I-E, a pie, A-P-E, whatever. A- Nobody um, will know. Me, no one will know. Let me ask you. Some Ed. word. Um, <laughs> That's right. That's right. Ed the silent is very good with information. Yeah. Um, but they're Bluetooth headphones. Ooh. 
And I bought these because they were a deal on Amazon, and I don't, I don't know. And impulse they're connected, buying. right? Yeah, so, so they're, they're just connected like this, and they, um, they have a little micro USB uh, charging port, so okay. you just p- charge it using. And they any. look like they're over the ear. They've got the hooks. Yeah. So I would so show you. So they can you. go behind your. They can go behind your neck. Yeah. So they go behind your neck, and then they fit on your ear if you're li- looking, watching. For all you weirdos like, right. like to yeah. run and do exercise yeah. and stuff. Okay. Well, let's be clear. I don't do exercise <laughs> in these. Um, <laughs> no, I've been. Um, so I, I've been redoing my house that I bought and. And so that's Gotta why they're tunes. covered in like paint yeah. and caulk, um, also my hands. But um, but I've been using these while I, I do things around my house because since they're Bluetooth, I don't have to carry my phone around with me and there risk it dropping in mud or paint or mm-hmm. you know getting cracked by something. Um, I can just leave it in a cabinet and then walk around my house and I don't lose signal unless I'm like at the far ends of, of my yard. Um, and nice. then the battery life lasts about seven hours. Huh. Um, and I one painting. Yeah. yeah, one room. Half a painting. <laughs> um, but and they're pretty. Um, they're pretty affordable. I got them, like I said, on as an Amazon deal. But they're only eighteen sixty nine, no, about nineteen dollars. Yeah, uh, yeah, and they're great quality. Um, they even tell you when the battery's low. Um, mm-hmm. The little lady in the does it have a microphone for talking on the phone, or is it just yes? Yeah, okay. so you can mm-hmm. answer the phone um, using the Bluetooth headphones. You nice. can hang up the phone. Um, it, it it'll tell you the phone number as it's um, as oh, it's that's calling. Neat. Yeah, yeah. They're oh. super um, easy to use, and also like they they meld well into whatever you're doing. Kathleen calling. Yes. Deny or allow? <laughs> Deny. <laughs> Je- I Je- would not. <laughs> Jeff, how about your pick of the week? Danger, Will Robinson. Danger. Oh, I recognize uh, yeah, just, that. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that was from the 60s TV series, uh, Lost in Space. But I saw this first episode um, of the remake mm-hmm. uh, on Netflix. And I got to tell you, I was just blown away. I, I am kind of hooked from the first episode and, uh, that I watched it twice. Nice. Uh, because the cinematography is so good, the CGI is over the top. That it, it is really like a feature film type uh, uh, network TV series, if you yeah. will. And uh, the the P, uh, TV PG rating is because of some of the scenes of. Sure. Uh, I mean, it's, it's uh, they got some shock scenes and stuff, you know, and they do. creatures and things like that. But um, uh, yeah, I haven't heard any profanity, and it's uh, seems the, family friendly. Yeah, the family is really tight. So uh, anyway, cool. check it out. That's my pick of the week. That's right. My pick of the week is uh, Shia. By Alan Shia. Uh, there's a restaurant oh, by that name. I love right. a cookbook that has a story behind it. He tells yeah. a story of how he comes to New Orleans by way of uh, of Israel. Yeah, yeah, very cool. All right, uh, I'm going to go right into the end here because we're right up against it. Uh, our panelists have been Kathleen Lee. She's the benefactress. Our Faith Nindra. 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 <laughs> <laughs> That's a new one. Olivia Galriolino. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin. Our technical director is Jeff Blackwell. Uh, our research assistant leader of the crew in the lab is Jim Hayes. Our video director has been Ed Ball, and you know me. I am Father Chris Decker. You can follow me on Twitter at Digital Catholic. You can also get everything that's on our show by going to catholicundergroundcom And you know me, I promise, most of the time. Do I'm me. Father Chris Decker. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Digital Catholic. We do hope that we've helped you. Um, cut through the noise and find that still small voice. We're the Catholic Underground. We're Faith Gone Digital. We will see you next time.